anchor.fm. It's been a minute, and I hope you guys have been okay with the silence. I mean, I've had this podcast for quite some time now, and I've been known to go MIA for one reason or another. And this time, yeah, it's because some stuff's happened. Got married, um, bought a house, became an instant family, uh, got hacked, and had to start over. I had to start over everything when it comes to social media. So, I'm on a journey to figure out exactly how to put that part of my life back together. At one point, I was very much in a place where I didn't even know if I wanted to continue. Went to Twitter, went to Instagram, after making a new website, I mean, not a website, but after making a new Instagram. And the overall consensus is that I should make one. So I did. But now it was the tedious task of trying to put all five of my brands under one name. Because before, my other Instagram was very much kind of just my photography, and I kind of had everything else kind of anonymously out in cyberspace, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I have five brands. For those of you who are new to the podcast, and after a ton of my inconsistencies, uh, my name is Isaac Medina. I run Negative Possibilities, which is my podcast, which is a sort of crossroads between society, culture, and the arts, and everything in between. We have plenty of awesome discussions, uh, daily news, things like that. But as time would have it, and planning and just this whole new Instagram thing goes, things are gonna change just a little bit. And so you're gonna see a little bit more of a frequency with my podcasting. Before my podcasting was once, if not every two months. Now you're gonna be getting shorter, more concise, and hopefully more insightful and meaningful podcasts uh, three times a week. It's gonna be insane. I am going to drive myself crazy. And um, I'm doing this all in the hopes of gaining a little bit more traction when it comes to this brand of voice. And um, hopefully, for those that are listening and those who are interested, um, come on the show. Let's talk. Let's talk and uh, let's have a drink together and see what's going on in the world, right? So as a way to kind of reintroduce people to what it is that I'm trying to do with this podcast and then for the new people to kind of get a glimpse into the life of Isaac Medina outside of what I do for my nine to five. What better way than to do that than to have an interview that I was part of by none other than my own student, Miss Freedom Warrior. Let's have a listen, guys. Thanks. Please state your first and last name and what you do for a living. Isaac Medina, and I am a full-time advanced journalism teacher. Nice. So, what were your expectations at the start of 2021? 
I think my expectations were to hit the ground running. I didn't want to take too much time dwelling on the past of online learning and everything. So definitely hitting the ground running and trying to make things as normal as possible. Well, I mean, like, isn't it just a continuum of 2020? No, not really, because I really thought that people were going to be, or like students, um, were going to be really behind. But I guess due to just the lack of engagement that online learning gave us, you you guys, the students, and I guess the teachers too, to some extent, um, actually really wanted to come back. And so there was like this resurgence of energy at the start of this school year. Um, people were happy to be here. Kids were happy to learn. They were happy to be back in a class. They were happy to be back in their chair. Um, they were happy to, they were happy to get back to routine, I guess. And so if there was anything that was continuing or like the aftershocks of last year, I guess it would just be like, um, it would be this whole COVID thing and pandemics of just still being in the news and it being a, a topic of discussion now. So you personally, did you like really want to come back to campus? Did yeah. you want everybody to come back? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you think it's easier to get work done or it's harder? Uh, I think every teacher is going to be different. Um, for, for my stuff yeah i have to come back people have to be back for the stuff that i do mm-hmm. it it makes zero sense to try and hold a, a journalism class online and expect people to do the work when they don't do the work regardless so i mean it's just easier to be in person and to have the hands-on tactile kind of teaching whereas doing stuff like, for example, last year I was doing actual photojournalism, and so I was taking pictures. And so uh, part of it is being able to teach them how to use uh, the settings of a camera. Can't really do that. We, For one, we weren't allowed back on campus until much later into the semester or in the year. And then second of all, really couldn't do anything about the whole sharing aspect because we weren't allowed to share things. And then three, uh, I was left with students using their phones and that's really not teaching whatsoever. True. So what do you wish that you did differently? As in from last year or now? As in uh, the past couple of months uh, from the beginning of 2021. I think the one thing that falls under, one thing that I struggle with the most that I guess would fall under what I could do differently and I feel like I'm doing that now more than ever after being after this being this is gonna be my third year this is my third year here now uh if there's anything that i'm gonna do differently it's definitely the idea of um being more strict on grades much much more strict especially now that i've been moving a lot more quickly with uh well after being accredited through epcc and everything i've always taught my classes very collegiately um with mixed results but now that EPCC has my name and like they know that I'm willing to do all that work and everything it's even it it's justifiable now at this point yeah so you could label me a stricter teacher I guess I don't know because I don't feel like I'm strict I just feel like the policies are they need to be met more 
and I feel like I've kind of bent over backwards enough and been walked over enough where it's necessary. I mean, you are a, you are a cool teacher. You're like the coolest teacher that I have. I, <laughs> I pay attention to music. Lies. Oh my god. <laughs> It's not a lie. So, what's your highlight of 2021? My highlight? Hmm. It's hard. It's hard for... I, I do think that there's a rift between teachers because I think core teachers and maybe other elective teachers are able to see the highlight, uh, you know, between semesters, I guess. For me, it's a little bit different just because I don't see any highlights until the end of the year because I'm just so consumed with how to cover the year. So whether or not highlights pass me or not, that's debatable. Uh, I guess some of like, I guess like some of the main highlights that I can think of right now up to this point before we go on break would just be um, finally being able to go back to like football games. That was a pretty cool highlight for me, like being able to go back onto the field and whatnot. Um, just to see a lot of people in the stands again and to see people actually enjoying their time, that's always a highlight. And like, also being called upon by, by other teachers to utilize my services, like with photography and whatnot to help the school. That's, I guess my biggest highlight is being able to help the school creatively. Something that I wasn't able to do while we were remote. Well, I mean, like you also did get married. That too. <laughs> that that was okay so if we're talking okay so if we're talking business and we're talking you know educational and career wise that was that if we're talking about big picture highlights in my life mm-hmm. then yeah getting married 2 months ago this friday oh wow that's it'll be so 2 months cool. that's so, so yes cool. that was a major highlight okay so you also got like certified in mental health right yes yes well i got my masters what 2 years ago now i graduated in the summer of 20 I graduated in the middle of the pandemic, I believe. Yeah, because they canceled they canceled my graduation like the or like the original date for graduation to walk and then I walked this past summer. I walked in When did I walk? I know I walked recently. So yeah. I got my masters and now I'm on I'm on a journey to figure out what to do with it now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> As usually, typically, what any teacher says, it's like, once once some teachers found out that I had a master's degree and everything, they are already like saying like, oh, well, where are you gonna go now? So I think that's kind of normal. And I always say that you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you're staying here. Somewhere, somehow, <laughs> you guys figured that there was like a clause in my contract or something that I have to stay or something. So I'm still trying to figure that out. You're but, staying but, until but, I graduate. But nobody has been able to to show me proof. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then when we were over like in that quarantine stage of, mm-hmm. of our lives, how did you see like everybody's mental health? I want your opinion on everybody's mental health because you saw everything. You're a teacher. What about your students? Interestingly enough, I never saw anything detrimental to some people. I do know that some people fell off the face of the earth at times. And I do. And the only reason I would know these things is because for whatever reason, I guess I'm I give off this openness where people can just talk to me about everything except the work that they don't do for me in my classes. Um, And so, yeah, at at first glance, I didn't really notice too much. 
mental, I didn't notice many mental health issues with my students at least. Um, but it wasn't until I started getting like the text messages from other people, from other students who were experiencing mental health problems at home. And then that's when it kind of like, that was when the veil was pulled back, you know, getting, um, noticing that students would drop off from like the feed for bits and pieces at times, um, getting text messages from students talking about their own home life, uh, about them talking to their other friends, saying that they have family members or like their mom or dad are like considering committing suicide. Um, and then also talking to like other teachers who may have stronger connections you're talking about a third year teacher compared to like maybe like a 10, 15 year teacher who has more insight into students' lives sometimes. But I think the overwhelming thing when it came to mental health in the last year was the, the biggest reveal was the fact of we finally got to see what your guys' home life looked like. Because you had nowhere else to go. You guys are not in college. You guys could not just go to the library and plug in somewhere there or like you guys can you know you guys couldn't go downtown to an incubator and rent out an office space for the day you guys were home and so we got to hear that we got to hear the yelling we got to hear the screaming we got to hear or we got to see you guys um we got uh got to see you guys you know be mentally exhausted stuff like that so that was the biggest thing for all of us, for all educators, including myself, is that we finally got to see what it was that goes on in your home. Yeah. And then now, like, this just popped into my head. Uh, some people, they actually do reach out to adults, even before the pandemic happened, saying that this is happening in my home life, and then they don't believe them. Mm. Imagine, like, being called a liar, but then actually seeing it. Like, well, I mean, I think, it's, I think it's also pretty sad that it took this to realize that you guys... Not necessarily that you guys weren't lying, but that you guys were not fabricating things. Because mm -hmm. teachers, and I mean, I, I really don't care what would happen to me with the things that I say. Um, I think that's the journalist in me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's true. We can only believe you guys for so much. But then when something like this happens, you know, consequently, a global pandemic, um, it's kind of like, all this time it took what over a hundred years for this to happen and it's like we put the biggest foot in our mouth yeah because when you know little johnny comes into class and he's crying or look you know Susie q comes in and she's having this attitude we automatically think well they're just problem children you know or they're problem they're just they're just a problem in the classroom no there's it's, it's systemic this comes from somewhere and it's coming from home life but we never saw that until now and now that we're seeing it it's just like oh crap there definitely needs to be more of a um like a um the buzzword left me right now that we always that teachers always use or that we've been learning how to put into our teaching repertoire but it's um there's a, a social a socio-emotional connection now i think that was the word that we have to really like adhere to, yeah, man. which is harder, which is harder for teachers because on top of grading in school and work and all this other stuff, now we have to figure out, well, crap, how do we put in the mental aspect now? Yeah, that, 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 it was like, that was like the hardest part. I came to you for everything and anything, you know, 
So yeah, like yeah. now that we're back on campus and you actually see people. Mm-hmm. It's not empty hallways, you see people. Mm-hmm. How does it do you see everybody's faces? You see their emotions. But isn't it harder to tell what they're going through? Yes, right? Mm-hmm. For the most part, unless one of the things that I always tell you guys or anybody, I mean, it could be you guys that I've known for the past three years, two years, or somebody that walks in that's a friend of yours and I met them in the first five minutes. I always tell them, you know, you're never going to get help if you don't open your mouth. So it it strikes me as very odd that sometimes like, you know, problems will persist and it's like, you know, you you need to ask help. I just don't understand why some people don't. And it's just a mental thing. Yeah. You guys, you guys have learned to have these preconceived notions of teachers that we don't care that we're just mean and we're just rude or whatever or we just we just want to cause problems same thing with admin too you know oh well i don't go there because i don't want to cause problems or they already have enough on their plate i guess for from my vantage point we signed up to be teachers and with the idea of us signing up we committed our lives to learning how to educate and all this other stuff so it's required of us to understand that we wear different hats. I don't wear journalism hat. I don't wear, I don't wear just a journalism hat. I don't wear just being being certified in speech. I don't wear just a speech hat. I wear also uh, a makeshift counselor hat. I wear a makeshift mom hat, a makeshift dad hat, a makeshift uncle hat, all this other stuff for you guys. So it's uh, it's tedious. But thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, so, like, I, I just had it. I just had the thing. Like, I've been thinking about this for a while. Medina, you need to, like, write a book. <laughs> like, Rose, because you see everybody. <laughs> you see everybody. And I think all the teachers, because like, they stand outside, right, and they see everything. Mm-hmm. They see the emotions on people's faces. They see their student one second happy, and then the next second sad. Mm-hmm. So you should, like, make observations and then create a book. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if the world's ready for a book yet. <laughs> we'll see. Or just like a little thing online. I would share that. Perhaps. Yes, all day. Okay. Well, it logged me out. Anyways, so I guess my last question is, mm-hmm. what is something that you kept on repeating to yourself over the pandemic, over quarantine? Oh, man. Again, I think this is going to be a situation by situation teacher by teacher kind of thing and so I guess man I really don't know I guess I was just so focused on just trying to get through it that I don't really remember if I had a mantra that got me through all of this part of me was just like maybe this is the end maybe this is the end of traditional schooling and I have to be prepared to assimilate um like you know that's it maybe the yearbook is dead it took this to kill the yearbook honestly i mean i think the yearbook it will be out in the next 10 years i think it's lasted this long um but that was the true test for something like that but then on the other hand i kept on telling myself it can only get better from here if this is rock bottom for the world pandemic wise like health wise if this is rock bottom now for for this generation, it you can only go up from here. Now, granted, there's going to be hills and valleys, but at any one, you know, moment where you plateau and you hit that bottom, you can only go up. And so that's kind of my thing. It's like we can only go up from this point. 
and I also think that this time was to really find out who the real true people are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you can go back to the last yearbook that I made. <laughs> I made that book during the pandemic and everything, and and I did a bulk of the interviewing, and I interviewed it a ton. I interviewed a ton of teachers, and one of the questions was, you know, could you find the silver lining in all of this? And I think the silver lining, I think the silver lining was this forced a lot of change, including teachers who kind of have fallen into the category of you can't teach an old dog new tricks and it's forcing even those people to kind of budge a little bit on that mindset for the young ones i think it was a little bit different we're just like okay cool we can assimilate to this we've assimilated to a lot of things in the last 15 years of our lives um but now i think for us we're getting ready to start thinking probably above and beyond education, I guess. I I definitely do see like a mass exodus for some teachers in the next five years, probably. Man, because like this whole thing would be crazy. <laughs> but um, so my last question is, is there anything else you'd like to add? <sighs> I'll add that, that big, Just... that big sigh, <laughs> a big sigh. Um, no, I mean, I just want to see what will happen in, like, maybe the next five years, you know? Yeah. We'll see where everyone's at in five years. I still think we're going to be in this mess. I just think that this is going to be a new normal and people just need to get over it. <laughs> Honest. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> okay, thank you, Medina. You're welcome. Sorry, I'm, like, a little nervous. I don't even know why. <laughs>